0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 72 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherise Sully, and with me is Shauna Shark, Shauna Euling. We are together part of Sully Group Real Estate here in Colorado Springs. And everybody, I think we might have a spring in Colorado. I think it's actually, yeah, as we are recording this. It's not quite here yet, but I believe it is coming.
1: I have daffodils popping up.
0: What? Yep. Are they going to make it through the weekend because we're supposed to get snowy rain? I know.
1: Yeah, they will. They're hardy.
0: Okay. Are they hardier than the ducks around you?
1: (laughs) Those are pretty hardy. (laughs) And really,
0: though, we can't go into great detail about that, but if you do want to go to the last episode, and yeah, we made it G-rated, but it Mm -hmm. was not G-rated what you experienced in your own neighborhood. They're like ducks need love. Do you think that that should be on the disclosure sheet, like <laughs> that sellers should warn people about if they're moving into a neighborhood full of ducks? That
1: everyone <laughs> is getting ready for their nests. Let's just put it that way. That's yeah,
0: that's a Birds, good way to put ducks. it. Nature calls mm-hmm. and things. I've seen actually pretty scarring things related to the bucks and the deer during that time. That's true. And yeah, it gets pretty. I I don't know. It's intense. It's the wild
1: kingdom of Colorado.
0: (laughs) It is. Some people, like, I remember when I was living in Texas and everything felt like a concrete jungle and I could only imagine what it would feel like to live near animals. Mm -hmm. And we do every day. And honestly, I don't think I take it for granted. No, I I love the wildlife. But you have the sheep by you. We do. Those Those bighorn sheep. They're beautiful. Those yeah. are the advantages of Colorado. It is. Like when we get tired of the weather and tired of some of the stuff that happens, you know, as soon as we get tired, there's something life-giving around the corner here. There's something to do. And if you don't want to do all the the animal like nature stuff, play pickleball.
1: It's a win-win.
0: <laughs> I think I've, I can't believe all of us here at Sally Group, we are liking pickleball we will actually play together one of these days that's
1: right we just swept our family reunion tournament you did first place
0: describe how
1: many people were there well about 50 we had maybe 15 teams 15 teams people i beat all of them even the young nephews who are in their 20s that's why you're called shauna shark they they said shoot aunt shauna's good (laughs) that's scary because they knew troy was good But I'm usually bad at everything, so we surprised him. So it was like a sneak attack. Yeah. So you're
0: tiny but mighty. That's right. Well, I'm learning, and I got safety goggles because (laughs) Gordon clobbered me because he's so good, and I just found out the other day, you're not supposed to look behind you at what the shot's going to be like from your partner, like look ahead. Mm -hmm. Well, I looked behind me, and I blocked a shot, and uh, the ball went right into
1: my eye. Yeah, that was a pretty picture of your face.
0: So it's nature or pickleball. <laughs> this world is dangerous. That's right. And real estate is dangerous too. People, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in this market. People are uh, calling us constantly. I'm. I feel like I'm doing more counseling this year. Maybe it's because people are still experiencing and very legitimately the PTSD of COVID. Um, yeah. And they're coming out of that, but their their new normal isn't fully established yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people have experienced so much change in a country a nation. There's been so many moves because of COVID. Yeah. Life has been interrupted. And then now it's like, how do these pieces fit together? And um, some people are dealing... I, I was actually talking... Um, to a doctor that I was taking my mom to a medical appointment. Mm -hmm. And I have never talked to him before, but he um, opened up very, uh, very, like, just transparently about how he sold during COVID, a home that he had been in for 25 years, and moved from like, The south part of town, beautiful Broadmoor area, Mm -hmm. into another part of town, um, actually, another town fountain down south where he could have more space. Mm -hmm. But it was such a traumatic thing that he physically got sick Hmm. um, because of the change. Yeah. It was such a big, you know, we can't underestimate that moving can create a cycle of trauma that people. Have to, you know, have to be first of all kind to themselves and present about. Mm-hmm. Can't pretend like
1: something isn't happening when it is. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big thing in life to uproot everything. It is, especially with all our stuff. Even if it's like <laughs> As a,
0: Americans, right? And and if it, even if it's for a good reason, mm-hmm. why people are moving, um, it still creates an extraordinary stress. And it takes a lot of energy. It does. But, you know, here's one of the good things, and I've learned this, and Shauna, I think we all here at this group really understand that there's a lot more going on than a home transaction. Mm-hmm. I think some of our best skill set is listening. And when a client takes responsibility for their their own story within the narrative mm-hmm. of real estate, I think it's one of the most important things, right? They have to. Own their story. We can't own their story for them. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we get people want to offload that responsibility just because they're going through a lot of stress or trauma. Yeah. But
1: our job is to be a guide to help to help that person own their own narrative and to help them reach their end goal, which sometimes can get foggy in the middle of the transaction.
0: Yes. It, I mean, it's funny how, like, one broken window from an inspection can turn, like, into yeah. the world is falling apart. Because it's it, true, these layers can just really be deep. But I think the, the best thing to do before looking for a home is dive deep into the analysis of all the things that you're doing and the non-negotiables that you have. Mm-hmm. As a as a person, as a person buying or selling, what are your non negotiables? And establish that before you, and then tell us those things. Yeah, because we can't create those for you. You have to establish them so we know, Mm -hmm. and you need time to process that and process that advice. Don't you think? Uh Because then we know together. Okay, these are your non negotiables. Let's let's keep you in that center. If we can't keep somebody in the middle of a process, if we don't know, right, and we really want to make—I mean, part of what's so rewarding about this business is seeing people's dreams come true, mm-hmm.
1: isn't it? Yep, and helping them navigate to a different phase of their life or step in their life is very rewarding.
0: A hundred percent, hundred percent, and I mean, right now as we talked in the last podcast episode, we have March's numbers. And um, by the time this one airs, we still may not have April's yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if we do have it, we don't as of shooting it today. So I wanted to kind of go over a little bit about where the market is for March of uh, 2023. And just say that the average home price is uh, 523972 down 3% from this time last year. Mm-hmm. Median price is down 4.5%. So it's 440 versus 460. Um, I Why do I keep saying it? I have this in the wrong spot. The median is down 3.2% from March of 2022. So um, it's up 4.5%. That's the 4.5% is up from February to March. Mm -hmm. So 440 to 460 was the February 2023 to March climb. And we do see that we saw it last year, too. We had a climb between February and March. Yeah, But the new listing inventory is down. And it's down about 22.9% from March of 2022. So we have lower inventory. We also have less sales this year than last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's pretty interesting. Um, So when we have lower sales, and we have, um, you know, inventory that's a little bit different, it's, there's still a demand because the supply is so low. Yeah. So it's a good
1: time to list.
0: It is a good time to list. The the market is different. And that's why we're talking about probably the psychology of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think it's so important that people are aware Um, before they go into it, get more prepared. It's a lot more than just selling. Mm -hmm. Um, Shauna, let's go into this topic because it's so important uh, as well, because there's a lot of people right now that may not know where they're going when they're selling a home, Mm -hmm. or they may need more time to be in there. I think we see that often. Again, it's low inventory. So where does the seller go when Mm -hmm. they, they close? So they may need to have additional time in the home but let's break this down um if you're representing the seller what do you what is some advice that you could give to a seller if they're going to stay in the home after closing
1: well you can do a post closing occupancy agreement if both parties are agreeable to that and that's usually that's a pros and cons for that on each side but for the seller it gives them more time to move out they know the home is you know closed mm-hmm. and then they can either have additional time to close on their new place or move. Um, So that's a benefit to the seller. Uh, Could be a little risk to the buyer, um, you know, as far as getting a security deposit, making sure the home, you know, you're not doing a final walkthrough before closing for the close, you're doing it for the closing, but you know, everything's still in the house. There still could be some issues. Most of the time it turns out, you know, fine on each side but it's just it's a benefit it could be a benefit to the buyer and the seller but there's also you know some risk involved on either side depending on little details
0: that's right well those <laughs> you know and details matter yeah so i think from a seller's perspective too what they need to know is they go from being the owner to the renter yes so they also need to make sure they have adequate insurance for that right um, they also may, need to be prepared that they may pay a security deposit yeah. and they may be paying rent. Yeah, um, a daily rent that's mm-hmm. not cheap usually. Right. Um, they may not have to pay rent, but they may have to. Mm-hmm. Um, the buyer may require that to right. allow for that extra time and maybe in the amount of the buyer's new
1: payment. And in our market now, I see that more. Whereas um, a couple years ago, a lot of the daily payment, you know, would be waived just in order to get the house. But now that has changed a little. So I see more security deposits mm-hmm. coming in higher amounts. That's right. Um, you know, so it's really between the buyer and the seller, the terms of that. Yeah. Um, so each each one's different, but it definitely can be a benefit to the seller. And if the buyer isn't in a rush to move, it might be the difference in them getting the, the house. You're right. All the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, the seller needs to also know and
0: to expect that there will be two walkthroughs. Yes. But there the first walkthrough happens at the time of right before closing. Mm-hmm. And that closing walkthrough is to determine the home is in the condition that it was at the time of the contract with normal wear and tear expected and that the inclusions are in the home um, and the inspection things have been done. Right. So those are the purpose that's the purpose for a walkthrough before closing. The purpose of a walkthrough after the post occupancy agreement is fulfilled, mm-hmm. is to its landlord
1: tenant walkthrough. So the cleanliness of the home. Yep, everything's cleared out. Nothing so got damaged. The, yeah, everything's still in working order. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's two different walks. Mm-hmm. I think if people understand that going in, it's it brings more clarity. Um, and then the other thing for a buyer is that you know this is not. The home has no like industry level standard of clean, Mm -hmm. but it needs to, you know, as a buyer, make sure that you do the walkthrough before closing and do the walkthrough at the post occupancy. Yeah, you need to be responsible about both. Mm -hmm. Don't blow those off because you need to know the condition of the home at both of those times for two different reasons. And surprises at the end never are good for anyone. That's right. (laughs) But I think as you said, Shauna, it normally goes quite well. Mm -hmm. And I love that our real estate commission has a post occupancy agreement so we
1: do not have to create that. We don't have to invent it. It's already there. Yeah. And typically lenders will allow up to 60 days. Mm-hmm. So it's not a horrible length of time, but enough to let people, you know, do what they need to do if it's in the in the short term.
0: That's so good. And I think it's going to be important as this is the listing season um, to realize that, that that may be the difference between... a a negotiation coming together or not Mm -hmm. is that extra time. Yep. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. We want to know what questions you have as well. Um, We sure appreciate the emails and the feedback and to our clients who do watch and give feedback, it really means a lot um, because I've found out that more than just our moms are actually listening to this <laughs> and uh, and Ron. So thank you, Ron. You've been very oh, yeah. loyal from the beginning. But we um, we've been getting some good feedback and we want to know more about what you would like to hear as well. So thank Definitely. you very much and we will catch you next time. Yes.